0: Hello everyone and welcome to Journey to Success Radio Network. My name is Tom Tutal Cunningham. I'm a Napoleon Hill Foundation Certified Instructor and Resiliency Expert helping people to become resilient and to live positively with the challenges of life. Find out more about me in this interview at my website, Tom, the number Two and T A L L T-A-L-L.com. My guest today is has become a great friend of mine. His name is Mike Benton. Mike Benton's philosophy is that change is inevitable. You determine the outcome. He built his life upon this principle, uh, starting with simple ideas that grew into million-dollar companies which continue to flourish in any economy. Uh, Mike travels throughout the country in the U.S., helping people and organizations reach their true potential through his unique positive coaching style he always enjoyed coaching then in june 2008 he had the opportunity to turn his passion into a business that still prospers today and mike received professional training through life success consultants and in 2010 via our friend bob berg and berg communications he expanded his coaching expertise and through bob uh, or through berg communication he remains a certified go-giver coach that focuses on helping companies and individuals create the changes needed to reach their goals and dreams welcome to the show mike
1: thank you so much tom
0: i uh, have to tell everybody that when i first interviewed you a few years ago the only reason i did it is because you're a certified go-giver coach and i wanted to interview bob berg and uh, yet uh, since that time Your interview has had more listens than Bob Berg's, and you and I have become good friends, and so it's good to talk to you again.
1: Fantastic. It was meant to be. It was meant to be.
0: (laughs) It was meant to be, and then you were on another show about real estate investing, and that one blew up for listens as well, and uh, so good to have you on. This is the third time I think you've been on our show, and so now this time... uh, your focus is different uh, you uh, sort of divested you were in the real estate business with a brokerage and now you're more uh, focused your life and your business on what seems to be the way to your purpose and the way you can really give back and that's through coaching
1: absolutely when when i was on your show before we talked a lot about the real estate company that i used to own And um, it was a business we built. But what was neat about it is that I used the principles that I coach others on to build a real estate company that uh, for 10 years, 10 months, uh, never had a down month, never had a bad month, no matter how bad the people said the economy was. We were able to put a structure in place and a belief system in place that we grew every month.
0: Wow. And in these uh, last uh, number of years very few companies can say that in real estate or practically any business.
1: Absolutely. I see it every single day. If you listen to the radio, look at the news, read the paper, which I do my best not to, um, it's always somebody going somewhere and it's never seems like it's going up. It seems like it's going down.
0: Nice. Yeah, exactly. And so to be able to build a business that continues to grow and grow and grow month after month never having a down month, that's quite an accomplishment. And then also, if I remember, uh, uh, service seems to be in your blood, and I think coaching is the right avenue for it, but I think you were in politics as well, aren't you, or weren't you?
1: I still am. I'm an elected official in the town of North Beach. Um, Our election is actually, um, I I, um, decided after some persuasion from some constituents to run again, and that is November 4th. And we had our last meeting last night of this last four-year term. So, you know, it's pretty interesting, pretty neat to see the people. And, and, and again, I, I, I use the principles that, that we are taught in my campaign in my election. And people, you know, overall people want to feel good, you know. They, people want to know that you care. And um, I believe you can't get what you want unless you help others get what they want.
0: Yeah, both uh, Zig Ziglar and Bob Berg are on that same page, aren't they?
2: Absolutely.
0: And so, uh, <laughs> wow, you also have a very busy life. So coaching, though, now you've really focused in on coaching, and I think for you and your experience now in life and the things you've done, this is a way that you could really uh, create a true legacy for yourself because you know when you invest yourself into someone by coaching them, uh their success can impact a ton of people and that all can come back to you working with them and so that's I feel where uh with all your experience you're best suited. And so what made you kinda of get out of real estate and focus all of your efforts onto the coaching business?
1: One thing I believe and one thing I've seen, I'm 47, you're right here, 48, is all of us, when we're born, we're given an hourglass full of sand. The minute we're born, it's slipped over. What we don't know is when that last grain of sand is going to fall through. And so many people act as if they're going to live forever. When Mm -hmm. in reality, they could be gone today. And so the reason why I decided that after building a very successful real estate company and to walk away from, and it wasn't wasn't hard, but it wasn't that easy either. It's kind of like your baby, is that I felt that I could bring more value to others, just like the old starfish story on the beach, than if I owned a real estate company. So my wife, who is my partner, who is my best friend, and I sat down on the couch and made a decision. So we knew we had to put to death all other options, and that's the reason why we decided to move into coaching 100%, because we both believe that's truly where my value is to society, not selling a house.
0: Uh, amen, amen, amen. And uh, so probably a, maybe a different kind of uh, lifestyle for you, too, because now you're more Uh, thinking, teaching and real estate from when I was investing in real estate uh, seems to be a lifestyle of seven days a week on call when people want you and almost in a reactive sort of frame uh, than being able to purposely put your effort and time and thoughts into one specific person at a time.
1: Absolutely. And and, you know, real estate there's many different ways to build a business and how you work your business. But what I find in coaching, it really is the only one way. You can have a website out there. You can have uh, some marketing out there. You can have literature. But at the end of the day, it's going, you're going to have to provide the value before you, 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 you retain the client, as far as I'm concerned. So they have to see the value. They've got to feel the value before they're going to realize the value by hiring you or working with you as their coach.
0: Exactly. Now, it's an exploding business, the coaching business. <laughs> I think every second person on my LinkedIn <laughs> seems to be a coach. And so, uh, and I've coached people. They've asked me, and that blows me away, although I guess it shouldn't. But it, it's quite an honor to coach people, uh, and there's a lot of them out there. What separates you? What's different about you than this exploding coaching industry.
1: You're right. There is a lot. We used to say that about the other businesses that I had, that there's one on every street corner.
2: <laughs> but there's a,
1: huge, there's a huge separation between a coach who does it to make money and a coach who lives by the first law of strategy for success, which is really the law of value. And it goes something like this is your true worth is determined by how much more you give in value than you take in payment. And what I believe is that not only do I have some training or I have training through some great minds, you know, the, the, the Bob Bergs, the Bob Proctors, and, and just as you, I mean, you're, you're an inspiration to me because, you know, I, I follow you in the books you're reading every, every week. It seems like you're, you're finishing up another book. Um, and you internalize that, but really it's what you give to people with your experiences, and I'm blessed. Now, when I was going through it, I can't say that, but right now I say I'm blessed because what I'm teaching, what I'm bringing to the table is not a book. It's a real-life experience, and, Exactly. And I think people, people like that. You know, I, I, no, I don't have a degree. I was kicked out of college. Sorry. just wasn't for me. But I do have real life experience, and I've been trained by some of the best minds, greatest minds in the world as far as I'm concerned. So that's what separates me from somebody who gets a certification on 1-800, get a certification online.
0: Right, right. Without ever leaving their home.
1: Never leave their home. Do it in their pajamas. Like, <laughs> what, what, what have they done? Yeah, to be a real, I'm telling you, I, I hear it when I speak with you and the other great coaches out there. They're, you know, they're 10, 15, 12, 14, 17-year overnight successes. Nobody just wakes up and they're successful intelligence. At least I don't know of any. It,
2: they no. have a
1: history. You know what I mean? It, it, exactly. and it's not about money in this business.
0: Exactly, exactly. And now also, uh, I imagine, well, I know, because that's how I found you and was interested in you, the uh, Bob Berg... Uh, certified go-giver coach, uh, just like myself, do some great things, but until I was a Napoleon Hill certified instructor, which is like a worldwide brand, uh, now people recognize, okay, well, Napoleon Hill Foundation, I look a lot smarter and taller and more intelligent because I'm a, a Napoleon Hill Foundation certified instructor. And so same with you, being a Bob Berg certified go-giver coach gives you some process, some training, some thinking to go along with the life that you've led and the businesses you've built and the leader you are and be able to combine those to invest it into somebody else. So, What is that like, uh, the the Bob Berg uh, Certified Go-Giver Coach process? Because I really would never consider, well, probably wouldn't, but if I ever considered being certified by anybody else, it would be Bob Berg.
1: But it's funny when you say that. You know, we have real life experiences. We have um, training and so forth. Being a Bob Burke certified coach is is to me being a member of of a, of a mastermind group. Uh, yeah, and and you know all about mastermind groups. I'm speaking to the expert on that. But really, it's 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 having fellow coaches from around the world that I can pick up call. I can email, I can get you on know, Skype, Google, I can just reach out to them, I can reach out to Bob, and they're always bringing their wisdom to the table. So every week when we're doing our training calls, you know, we're taking notes, we're learning from each other because, again, this is not a hypothetical, this is a real-life situation that's going on maybe in Australia or England or, or, or some parts of the uh, uh, continental USA, something. It, it's It's... Being a part of of Bob's program, to me, just like the Napoleon Hill Foundation for you and and, and everybody else, it's it's kind of like a badge where you wear it, because I'm proud to be a part of it, because I do know we as coaches live by the five laws, and we know it, we preach it, we teach it, and the reason why I know that is because we're all doing really well as coaches. Because people want like the old saying, said so they don't care what you know until they know how much you care
2: right. you got to
1: bring something to the table. It can't be an invoice you got to bring something to the table that's going to impact their family tree forever yeah. and a coach with Bob Burke can do that
0: exactly, and as you said, it's like a mastermind, and it like it's like a global community because there's certified Bob Burke coaches around the world and and the uh, same as you, like the ability to email Bob Berg and have him reply, same day, uh, if you're thinking of something or needing ideas, uh, that's what goes behind a good coach as well, because when you have that kind of a network, uh, the coaching isn't just when you're working one-on-one in something, because I know when I've coached people, I'm thinking of them throughout the week. and thinking of what wisdom can I pour? Who do I know that can help them? Uh, what books have I recently read by people I interviewed that I could give them? And so that's a lot of what goes into coaching. It's not just the time you spend with that person, but you're thinking about them during the week. You're trying to figure out ways to impact them, who can impact them, what, and various ways you can impact them. And so that's really, for me, what coaching is. It's not just the one hour you'll spend with someone uh, investing into their purpose and goals. It's the time between when you meet and talk that you're pouring your thoughts through how to help that person. And I imagine you go through that as well.
1: Absolutely. You mentioned LinkedIn earlier. And on LinkedIn, you have connections first, second, and third. When, when I connect with somebody and, and they decide, they, we both decide, because it's a, it goes both ways, that I want to coach them and they want to be coached by me and, and they're, they're going to open up to me and be real. Um, I'm going to bring to the table my connections, my relationships with people that they maybe wouldn't have gotten if they didn't they didn't work with me. So right. when they get me, they get Bob, they get Tom Tuttle. You know what I mean? I mean, there's so many that other people that I bring into the, the mix when I coach somebody that they're just not hiring me. They're hiring five, ten, fifteen other people because. You know, the Zig Ziglars of the world that we've all studied, the polling. I mean, this is all, maybe they've never studied any of this. Well, guess what? <laughs> we have. So all we're right. bringing all this to the table, baby. It's just not my 47 years. I'm going to be bringing Zig stuff, John Maxwell. I'm bringing Bob's stuff. I'm bringing your stuff because it's a little bit of all of it. We're kind of like a spice rack. Exactly. You know, it all depends on what they need. What we got to bring to the table, because at the end of the day, the goal of the coach is not mine; it's their goal.
2: Exactly.
0: And I want exactly. to
1: make sure that I'm bringing a bang, baby. I'm not. We're not doing this just to do it. I don't know when my car's going to be punched. I'm going out with. I'm going out with a bang.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And so this probably is the same with you as with me. Uh, I earn less with one-on-one coaching then I do coaching from the stage or speaking at an event. And the speaking at events strokes my ego a fair bit because you know how people talk after you speak. But when I coach people one-on-one, that's when I really feel I'm contributing more. When I speak, I feel... Good about myself when I coach, I feel good about what I'm giving and contributing and helping because I know it's not just thirty minutes, and then wow, Tom was funny and cool and good it's yeah, I implemented these things that Tom kept at me for a period of time, and it made a big difference. Is that the same with you that one on one coaching gives you more of a feeling of contributing and making a difference and speaking to a group from a stage?
2: Yeah, there, I mean, there's
1: two different worlds there. And, and, and one-on-one, you're going to get to know that person. You can, you're going to get to know their family. You're going to get to know what's going on with them on, on, on a regular basis, whatever way your coaching program works. On stage, your goal, my goal is to make such an impact that somebody willing to stand up when I'm finished and come talk with me and say, hey, you brought some value to the table today. And I, you're right. I, I I love, the bigger the crowd, the better I love it. Um, I love speaking from the platform, but I also know that uh, most people will hire me for the one-on-ones because they want an undivided for me, they want me to focus on them because they b- believe I can bring some value. I had an email uh, last night by an old client who got to a point where she was whatever. Fine. She hit me up last night and she goes, "Mike," uh, or she said, "Coach, I need some. New, I need some more, Mike." She goes, "I'm off my track. I'm off my." So I kind of call pe- Tell people I'm their. I'm their Tom Tom. You know, I'm, I'm going to help them, assist them. I'm not doing it for them. they got to do it. Right. And those are the reasons why we do one-on-one coaching. And it's – it's. there's a lot of one-on-one coaches out there. But at the end of the day, it's about results. And I would Wait. have to challenge, are they bringing the results to the table or are they just collecting a retainer fee?
0: Right. Is it just a chat session?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so – same thing, yeah. That's where people people will find out about you or learn about your principles from the stage when you speak, but for their own personal life, they need the customized, tailored plan for them that you just can't do when you're addressing hundreds of people at one time.
1: Not even close. Absolutely right.
0: You know, if I, I may speak about a few of Napoleon Hill's principles from the stage but if I'm coaching, I'm speaking about specific of the 17 to one person and so I think that's more value to change people uh, uh, seminars are good I go to a lot of them and I speak at them as well uh, but I think one-on-one is what people need and come on, uh, you and I know and, and coaches say it all the time but you know, the most successful people in the world have coaches And this is a complicated world and if we have a purpose or even don't know our purpose but have some goals, you really should get some one-on-one coaching. It doesn't have to be like a, a chiropractor where it's like once a week for 97 years and then your family has to go after you. Sometimes it could be three months at a time but really there are times in people's life where they need to get back onto their purpose and onto track. And, you know, again, that's where that email comes in that, as you said, you're, you help them and redirected them and then life sometimes just gets you off a five-degree course and you need to get back on your purpose. And so uh, your coaching is not just over a period of time you're invested in them forever so they can always come back to you and they need to get readjusted sort of right
1: absolutely everything I do and, and, and I I'm I'm sure I, I've taken this from people out there but everything I do is I, I set up all my coaching programs for a 90-day plan and we're not it's not that we're not gonna go 180 or 360 or whatever it's just that the fact is, is that we eat the elephant one bite at a time so People lose their attention. Just like when I said goals on January 1st, the goals are on the front of the refrigerator. February 1st, they get to the right of the refrigerator. March 1st, they get to the top of the refrigerator. And then April, they get thrown away because of spring cleaning.
2: Uh,
0: exactly.
1: We need to do 90-day runs. We need to focus. You've got to have will, the ability to focus. Like Napoleon said, that's the only the objective. The obstacles must give way and do it for 90-day runs, and you can conquer and reach any goal within your abilities. Within your abilities, God's capabilities, you can reach any goal if you focus 90, 90 days at a time on growing yourself.
0: Exactly. I like that 90 days at a time focus. Uh, And and if you laser focus, that means you laser focus your 30 to 60,000 daily thoughts. That means you can't be laser focusing them on reruns of some useless show or the news or the newspaper. And if you laser focus your 30 to 60,000 daily thoughts and the words that then come from those thoughts and the actions you get from your coach and from, you know, the process of determining what you should be doing, uh, you will make ginormous steps in ninety days for sure.
1: No, uh, most people are flashlights. They got. They need to become a, a laser. They can't. They, we, we are flashlights. We, we
0: are <laughs> I reactive. like that one. I'm going to well, be we're, quoting we're, that one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we're flashlights, so we're we're trying to get as much as possible. And, and, and so we're jack of all trades, master 9 you, You've heard all the cliches, and it's funny, but they're all true. Become a laser on something. And what you'll find is you'll have more time in life. You'll have more time with your family. You'll make more money. You'll lose more weight. You'll gain more weight. You'll work out more. Whatever it may be, become laser-focused based on what's in front of you, and you will get more finished. The reason why people end the day by saying, where did the day go? It wasn't because they were focused. It's because they were trying to do too much Their mind was overwhelmed. It was cluttered and it shut down.
0: Uh, Mike, you hit on something I've been reading a fair bit about. You're trying to do too much. And the multitasking is actually totally counterproductive. And I used to, when I was younger, write like 12 things down on my daily to-do list. Today, I got like four. Yesterday, I had three Uh, I think in this life, with all the options that come to us, if we can focus on just a few things and don't be a multitasker, it really is counterproductive. That's a hard thing to teach people, though, isn't it?
1: It is if they don't have a why.
0: Oh, yes. We didn't, have, even talk about, we didn't even talk about purpose that, yet. The number one, the number one, the number one principle of Napoleon Hill. So, yeah, talk about that. You need to have that why.
1: You've you got to have that purpose because being focused doesn't take away. What it does, it allows you to taste more food. It allows you to hear something you didn't hear before. It allows you to see something you didn't see before. So it's not restricting what you complete in a day. It's just allow. think about this. If you, and I do this, I, I make a goal. So let me not say I do it. I make a goal to do this. Whenever I speak with somebody that is in retail or is serving me doing something, I do my best to find one thing to compliment them on mm. because I know the minute I compliment them, their day could possibly turn around and they will be more productive because they will feel better about themselves. You haven't seen somebody in a while. They walk up to you and say, wow, you look amazing. How you been? That, it took two seconds to say that, but it changed their whole perspective on that day. Well, let's go back. You said you have three things on your to-do list for today. Those are quality to-dos. It's not about picking up laundry and taking a dog <laughs> for a walk or going to the grocery store. These are two, two things that's going to move you closer to you or keep you in line with your purpose. When you complete those three things, you feel like a superstar.
2: Exactly. But if you
1: had, if you had ten things on that list, I don't care how important they were, you're not getting it done, and it's going to throw a negative vibration that's going to cause you to do less the next day.
2: Exactly. Because you're going to
1: start talking negative to yourself. And then you're going to start saying, what did I do wrong today? that? You did nothing wrong, except putting too much on your plate. It's called gluttony.
2: Mm. Don't do it. Exactly. It's going to hurt you with your
1: waistline. And it's going to hurt you with your mind. It's going to hurt you with your family. Think about it. Hey, hey, Junior, we're going to go We're going to, go to the park tomorrow. And then you put 10 things on, you don't go to the park, so your kid is hurt. Your child is hurt. Hey, honey, we're going to do date night. You put too much in your plate, you don't do date night. It never works.
0: Exactly. It, it never, never works. works. It never works. Now, we all have those things. Like, uh, I have a few tasks they got to do today, you know, the living tasks, not the picking up laundry, but, you know, the other things you got to do. But it goes on a, my iPhone reminder list. It doesn't go in my Ziegler performance planner. In my performance planner, I got those three things so that before I used to list all those other little tasks. And so when I'd open my planner, my mind's thinking about the task, the silly task. Now when, my, my, when I open my planner, my mind is thinking of only those three things and so yeah we can't say yeah focus all your efforts on your goals and let your spouse do all those laundry things and cleaning things and things you got to do but keep those three most important things in front of you and keep those other tasks somewhere where it's just a task list that you're not looking at all day and uh, yeah focus on just a few things uh, and that's the thing, when you decide on that why and that purpose in life, once you decide on a purpose, it means you have to ignore, like, 90% else of the world and not be good at 90% of other things. And that's a hard choice for people to make.
1: I, I, absolutely. I uh, I, don't, I play golf every once in a while, not a lot. And and I'll uh, let's say I'm riding with someone in a cart and they'll say, man, I just did you ever wish you were better? And I said, absolutely not. (laughs) Exactly. Absolutely not. I said, because if I was better, that means I'm playing more. And if I'm playing more, I'm not on purpose, because my purpose is not to be a professional golfer. My purpose today is to come play golf with you, have fun with my friends. I don't care if I lose 12 balls or 100 balls. It's irrelevant to me. My purpose is not being a professional golfer. Make sure your purpose is your purpose. Remember, whatever we focus on grows. Everything, everything can be conquered with a pebble if it's presented enough times. You, there's nothing we as humans cannot conquer, period, end of story, nothing. The problem is, is that people are scatterbrained. Why? Because they're multitasking. There's no way if I was a farmer and a fisherman, either the fish wouldn't be caught or my farm would die. You can't do both. I mean, do you want your doctor multitasking? Hey, I'm going to go do my tax returns while I'm cutting your freaking arm off or something. Right. right.
2: While
0: well, I'm replacing someone like me who's had four hips and four knees replaced, I want them thinking about me.
1: Yeah, right. Sure. Hey, yeah, Tom. Hold on one second. I got to do my tax returns real quick. <laughs> yeah, All right, we're good. Yeah. Where did I leave off?
2: <laughs>
1: but you know what's funny? Because we devalue ourselves that we put people above us thinking they're smarter, they're better, they're richer, they're whatever. Don't ever. I have one competitor in my life, and that's it, and that's the six inches between my ears. There is nobody. That's my competitor. Hold on. It's not ego. It's not It's It's realizing that I can only control one thing, and that's the way I think. Everything else I can influence. So why am I worrying about somebody else when I have zero control over it? What if I can just influence them, like Bob's new book? Why don't we do that? Well, we don't, because we're not taught that. Society is not teaching that. It hasn't taught that. That's the reason why we have people have the issues they have.
0: Exactly, exactly. So when you go into coaching or your goals in coaching, um different lifestyle, different goals. When you're working with someone, what are your goals in, in your co- coaching career and with, when you work with someone one-on-one?
1: Well, my goal 100% of the time is to bring value to the table. Now, having said that, the only way I can bring value is to ask everybody, after we do our initial small talk, we're talking about this, talking about that. I'm finding out about them and what they enjoy. And I'm asking them questions, to the funnel to the final question, before we decide if we're going to work together. So everything mm. I'm asking is really finding out, you know, you know, what do you do in your spare time, you know? How long have you been married? What's the kids up to? What do they do? Because I'm going to find out how involved they're in the kids. They say, well, you know, they're just busy. Or if they get a little bit more detailed, then I know they're really involved. Or, you know, I, I want to find out, you know, so, so your siblings, what do they do? I want to find out, did, did all their siblings become doctors and this, this guy be, or this woman became something that they feel is lesser? Because I've got to find out their mental state. It, it's not forever, maybe 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. And then I have to find out, what, what, in 90 days, what would you expect from us working together? Mm. and then I write it down, I tell them to write it down. Now, based off of all this conversation, I determine if they're a good person for me to work with because I say it all the time. I do a program every Monday. I coach people, and, 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 and whatever. I say, listen, I attract and detract, and I'm happy with both. Mm. I'm not for everybody. Right. Like if, if, I'm, I'm, I'm lousy with excuses. Yeah, me too. And so don't, well, especially you. My goodness, I laughed the other day. I made a post on Facebook. You know, I've been having this headache for a while, and I do, Tom. I know some people probably think I'm full of it, but I think of you. And my my wife says we gotta. I, you need to introduce me to this this dude one time. Who's this Tom Tuttle? I said, listen, the medical condition this man has gone through. I feel like a wimp every time I complain about a headache.
2: <laughs> so,
1: so just so you know. It is true. I, I do think that way, and, and it, it's helped me out. But, um, but So what I want to do is I want to go through there, and I want to ask those questions because I detract and I attract, and, and I'm happy with both. So maybe I'm not the best person for you, but let me refer you to somebody because every successful person that I can think of, and the same thing with you, has a coach. Isn't it right. funny? Everybody wants to be a movie star. Everybody wants to be a singer. Everybody wants to be a professional athlete. Everybody wants to be a musician. What do they all, all four of those people have in common? They have coaches.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: they have coaches, exactly, Every, and they're
0: better everyone. than their coaches most of the time.
1: All the time, coaches. And listen, those who do do, those who can't coach. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, exactly.
1: Think about Tiger Woods. He had a professional swing coach. Really, Tiger Woods? Yes. Sorry, you need a coach. You need. I believe you need a coach in your lo, your life. I believe you need a mastermind to be a part of in your life.
2: Exactly. I believe those are two
1: things in your business you need. You need those two things, and if you don't, I think you're, you're <laughs> good luck. As I always say, I'll pray for you.
0: <laughs> exactly. And
1: now I think that might set
0: you apart. This philosophy that uh, you're not for everybody. I think that a lot of coaches would never turn down anyone, even if they thought they were annoying and really weren't the best fitted for them. Uh, I think a true professional recognizes when they're a fit uh, and recognizes when they're not a fit. And uh, just like I've changed doctors a few times, I've changed dentists a few times, uh, not everybody's a perfect fit for everybody just because they're a professional. 100%.
1: 100%. And, again, I'll know pretty quick on the first time we sit down, but I also will read in the body languages to find out if they're going through something right now that's causing them to act a certain way. Because maybe, maybe there's a medical condition with, you know, like, for instance, you, you live in pain 24-7. Your story about when you went to the, the the concierge and you said you know about customer <laughs> service, and then you asked them how you put your sock on <laughs> yeah, you know
2: I forgot I mean? to bring
0: I forgot to bring my sock putter on device, and so I had to ask the front desk to put my socks on for me
1: right so so there's probably days that you wake up that there's more pain than others, there's constant pain, but there's different types of it, so somebody might be going through something, so I'm not going to automatically throw them out the window. What I might do is do a second trial test and say, listen, let's go ahead and get get together next week. Take that last question I just asked you. Think about it over the next 168 hours. Invest time into that, and then let's see where we stand. And they might come back, and it might be a different person because they had a, you know, whatever, something, something yeah. passed away, something. Yeah, if they come back and they're duplicating what they did before, then I've just, i gotta, I got to cut my losses because I'm not there just to collect the check. The check's important. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Everybody yeah, says yeah. money's not important. They'll, like, they'll lie about anything. <laughs> Money works for me. I don't work for it. But I'm going to have to walk away because all we're going to do is be frustrated about each other. And that's right. Not- We've already got enough <laughs> tough things. We don't need that.
0: And in coaching, your heart should be in it as much as your brains, your thoughts, and your experience. And if you're just not clicking with the person, your heart will not be wholly into coaching and helping this person make the changes they need. It would become more of a nuisance. And you don't want to be coaching unless you can pour your heart into the person as well as your experience and your knowledge.
1: Absolutely. You know, when I think about coaching, to me, it's holistic. And, and when I sit down with somebody or if I'm, if I'm on stage, I have a purpose. My purpose is to bring value to the group, and out of that, something's going to happen. But we're, we're more inspirational. I believe I like inspirational teacher versus a motivational speaker because mm. I want somebody to walk away with something other than feeling good. You can feel good by watching a good movie. But then it's gone in two hours. I want you to walk away with something that you can apply. Something where you say, you know, that guy Mike, Mike, that dude Mike, man, he said something that stuck with me, and I'm gonna apply it to my life. When I'm sitting in front of somebody, it's holistic. You know, we gotta be, we gotta be on all cylinders, physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and financially, because. I could could sit down and coach you and help you reach your goals, but if you're lacking someplace else, you will be like the stereotypical person that's a famous person that that commits suicide, has all the money, has this, has that, but then they die. Why? Because it wasn't a holistic approach. They were lacking in one of the five areas that, to me, really will allow you to be completely successful. And if you're not addressing all of them, the weakest link is going to break, and it's all going to come crumbling down, Humpty Dumpty. Mm. Mm. So when I look at now, I don't coach them on all those. I can refer them to some coaches. I hit two main areas, but the, like if somebody needs some help spiritually, yeah, we go to church, we do all that. But I'm not that. I'm not that one. If they need some things physically, yeah, I, I have some coaches and some 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 health people that I can refer them to. You know. So, so when I sit down, I'm looking at their two areas: is it, the the uh, the emotional side that's going to allow them to reach their goals and dreams, and then their financial side that's going to help them reach their goals and dreams financially. Their finances are always controlled by their emotions. We know it. We said it. Mm-hmm. You, you you know it. People make decisions based off emotions, then they defend it logically. Right. Here's something
0: I just thought of, Mike, is that if you have a strong purpose, the purpose for your life, I think it must help people managing their money because now the ancillary blah-blahs that you could spend money on is not important because you're totally laser focus on a purpose and whatever you can you want to earn as much as you can so you can invest into that purpose and pour your money into the purpose and so i think having knowing your purpose allows you to work more fervently to grab every dollar you can to pour it into your purpose and it'll keep your mind off of oh i think i need a new this or i think i need a new tv because instead you're thinking i need to beef up my website I need to go here I need to take these actions towards my purpose and so uh, I like what you're doing you work with them on their purpose but as you said in the end their emotions go where their money and their emotions are tied together so get the emotions flowing towards a purpose as opposed to just a lot of the negative things that people you have negative emotions oftentimes they spend money to cure those negative emotions
1: You know, when you're young, you'll give up your health for your money. When you're older, you'll give up your money for your health.
2: Mm.
1: And, (laughs) and, you know, Darren Hardy even says that he he believes that you should invest 10% of your income into yourself. And the reason why somebody will buy fresh fruit versus no fruit, it comes down most of the time, money. Nobody in the right mind will tell you a bag of chips is better for you than apples. Nobody in the right mind
2: <laughs> right,
1: but when you look at the cross style you go to mcDonald's it's cheaper to buy a happy meal than it is a salad yep so so i'm not'm I'm, I'm not saying yes or good or bad all I'm saying is is that when it comes down to it, you invest in yourself what you believe you can afford well, the problem with that is is that you Maybe your checkbook can't write a bigger check because you're not focused on the areas that you need to focus on. Listen, your purpose is your purpose. It's going to drive you. But if you're not holistic about it, you're going to die before you enjoy it because you're you're out of shape, you're bad health, or,
2: mm-hmm. or
1: financially you'll never leave your house because you can't afford the gas.
2: Mm-hmm. So...
1: It's a holistic approach when it comes to coaching. Now, don't I, I, if you ever go to a coach and say, yeah, I can help you with all of it, run my like cat.
2: <laughs> it's kind
1: of like going to a fat doctor who tells you, hey, you got to lose weight.
0: Really? <laughs> yeah. How are you going to tell me to do that?
1: Yeah, please, let me, let me hear your way.
0: The yeah, yeah. Is,
1: you know, it, it's that you need to find the right coach for you. But understand that that coach should not be able to solve the world for you. If they can, good luck. Good luck. I, I don't right. see how. I, I, I don't see how because what you focus on grows. And the, and the good news is what you focus on grows. And the bad news is what you focus on grows. If you focus <laughs> on negative, it's going to grow. Yeah, don't right. believe me. Look at the person who goes to McDonald's every day. It's growing.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Um, and, and, and I like the holistic approach because I imagine some coaches would solely focus on the earning and uh, job or career or business of the person they're coaching. But if their health stinks and they don't manage their money properly and they never spend time with their spouse and their kids don't know who they are, uh, what kind of coaching is that you're not really helping someone you're perpetuating a uh, bad life for them
1: i i think so and, but also i need to clear, i don't you know i don't believe one person can do all of that i don't i'm not a health person I, I, there, there's so many so many different things out there now See, the good thing about the internet is that you can find anything you want
2: yeah. the bad thing
1: about the internet is you can find things you don't want <laughs> and there's so much information out there that people get, what, paralysis by analysis. No,
2: no, no, no. Exactly.
1: In professional sports, they have a 24-hour rule. They win, they celebrate for 24 hours, they lose, they they, they cry for 24 hours. In my coaching, I believe you, you, you invest 24 hours into your research, research and move on. I don't believe reinventing the wheel at all. If I have any concerns or any questions about Napoleon Hill? I'm not googling it. I'm calling Tom Tuto. I'm exactly. not. I'm not hey, you know what I mean? Hey, hey, what's Principle Five, Tom? Hey, I got a question. I got a client. I'm not. I am not going to pound my chest and say, "Look what I did! I just took eight hours researching this," and I'll say you're dumb.
0: Why? <laughs> yeah. Why? You could have just call Tom. You.
2: Yeah.
1: Call Tom. Call exactly. If you have a professional that's in the weight room and, and or, or or supplements. Wh- why are you Googling it? Call that person. Well that's what a mastermind get, group gives you too. You got that person, you can pick up phone and say, Hey Tom, I've got a question. Hey Bob, I've got a question. Hey John gotta, hey Larry Mary. That's the quality in what you get out of a mastermind group. Why don't don't pound your chest because you took two years to make a decision. Are you crazy? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah exactly no, no,
2: exactly
0: no. so what is your one what is your one uh let's say takeaway from your coaching so people are going to remember that a first of all you have to have the, some kind of result in your life to be a coach and B, you're kind of unique in that you must be the right fit for the person and vice versa. I don't think other coaches care about the fit. They care about the ability to pay. So that's kind of cool that you're not just going to take anyone because you really want to work with someone who you know you can pour your heart into. Uh, but what is one key takeaway from coaching that people, your coaching that people, people can remember?
1: Well, one thing that I will always bring to the table is results. Always. And the reason why is because results are in everything in our lives. It's not the process so much of the results. And here's what I mean by that. I don't focus on the results when I work with a client. I focus on the process, but we are fighting for the result. And here's what I mean. We have 90-day runs. It's hard for a human to focus 90 minutes, more or less, (laughs) over 90 days. You really think about it with the distractions that we have now. What I want people to take away is that not only am I going to bring to the table results, I'm going to bring the history and the backing of professionals all around me, the connections I have, to make sure that somebody reached their goals and dreams, not off of a book. We're going to bring some real-life experiences to the table. I am not... You know, I have a closet or two with skeletons in it. You know my story, Tom. I am not some silver spoon or gold spoon, All right. that same thing is. No, I was kicked out of college twice, never went back. I, I served in the Marine Corps. I worked in the corporate world at UPS. I've built businesses. I've shut down businesses. I've made career change. I have a three year old at forty seven. I'm elected officials. I've had my so the point is I'm going to bring to the table real life scenarios. But I promise you, when we get finished, which is never really, you're always coaching, you're always growing. I said something to a client the other day, when do leaves start turning? And he said, yeah, right around October. I said, no. I said, the minute they are born, they start turning. It's a process throughout the whole year. It just so happens you notice it around fall. Right. We are the same type. This is a lifelong process. I'm in it for the long haul if you are. If you hire me, if you work with me, I promise you what I'm going to bring to the table is going to be a lifelong lesson that's not going to end when the retainer stops or the 90 days is over. This is not just about a business. This is about saving people's lives. And I believe Mm -hmm. in the starfish. Mm -hmm. We're going to save one starfish at a time, Tom.
0: Exactly, because that one starfish now can change a bunch of people around them, their spouse, their kids, their community, their world and being a part of one change can affect a lot of other changes. Well, uh, Mike and I uh, before the show here I said okay, let's try and do 40 45 minutes, but I think you and I could talk for the rest of the day and get a lot of value <laughs> out of it. But I got to get back to some things on my three things to do list today. So, thank you so much. I really am glad you're uh, into coaching. Uh, you have so much value and integrity and are different than uh, so many other coaches that I'm reading about, learning about, and seeing a uh, unique approach uh, and backed by results, backed by only working with someone you really want to work with, so uh, uh, the right fit. And so I know you're going to do well. I know it's a different... Uh, probably lifestyle than the go-go real estate, but I think in the end, if God was sitting across from you at your home office, which would be quite the adventure and quite interesting, I think he would say, well done, uh, uh, Mike, get into uh, with this coaching. This is really what I put you here, is to invest into other people.
1: Well, thank you so much. It's a pleasure as always. And, uh, you know, I I can't wait to get up to... uh Canada there and hang out with
0: you. I uh, am so glad that uh, <laughs> we, we reached each other for a funny reason because I wanted to actually interview Bob Berg, but in the end, we become great friends. This is our third interview and believe me, I follow almost everything you post online. So keep up the good work and I know you're going to impact a ton of lives. Thanks for your time today, uh, Mike. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much, Tom. Have a great week.